Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Bachelor Nation, you know JoJo from ABC's Bachelorette and CNBC's Cash Pad. Now, she's teaming up with DSW to share her favorite shoes of the summer. From white sneakers to on-trend sandals and platforms, there's something for every style and for everything on your calendar. Head to DSW.com to shop all of JoJo's picks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and it is week three of Katie Thurston's season of The Bachelorette. It was a deep episode. I mean, we had the drama. We had the Here for the Wrong Reasons, Here for the Right Reasons. But we also got very deep. And of course, at the hands of Nick Vile, former Bachelor, he posted the date. And then he hopped on Zoom with me, and we did a little chat about what they did show, what they didn't show, what he thought of the guys, what he talked to Katie about, including the fact that Blake Moynes was already on the property. We got some behind the scenes tea from Nick that came up at the end of our interview. And I'm going to play it in a, in a second. Um, I wanted to get to some stuff we didn't get to. And that included a little bit about Michael. So obviously on this date, um, Michael got the one-on-one date with Katie and Nick and I talked about it a little bit, but I, I really want to know what you guys think of Michael because he had such a heart like heartbreaking story about his wife, Laura, who um, died from a battle with breast cancer. And they met in college. They fell in love. They had their son who's now four and he, her, his wife died two years ago. And I, you know, people were really loving him on Twitter. And I'm fascinated by this. Um, his biggest lines, you know, what a gift to fall in love twice. This begins at an engagement. They had like a heavy makeout. Katie is like, the makeouts are intense this season. Um, she also flipped the car like it was no big deal. That was kind of bizarre to me that they even chose to include that and then not like follow up. Like we had a medical. Like, I need more details on her injuries. Um, but I want to hear what you guys think about Michael. I think there's definitely a connection there, but I, I think a lot of people, including myself, are a little worried he's going to get his heart broken. And if he's not the one, you know, this could be a difficult one down the line if she's, you know, saying things like, you know, this rose is also for James. And if he makes it like a hometown and if he doesn't win, I could see it going like the Jason Mesnick route and then him maybe being being the bachelor. Might be a crazy thing to say, but I'm putting it out there and making it recorded now. So I have, you know, have it on record that I think Michael could end up being the bachelor down the line if he would want to leave his kid again. And if he doesn't end up with Katie, um, you know, the, the night portion of this date where Thomas was just all over the place, we get into it a lot with Thomas, but with Nick, 
But I just, I am not over the fact that he tried to like ask her where she wanted to live after maybe saying, I love you. Like there was just so much in this. We only saw one, one on one, one, one on one date and one group date, which is something else. I just, I, you know, I get mad when they, they miss, mix up the format, but I can't get over the fact that Thomas went from, you know, quoting God knows who about fear and love to then when she asked for more concrete, you know, specific things about his red flags, just trying to figure out where they wanted to live when they grew old together. Like the cliches that were coming out of his mouth, it was driving me nuts. Um, I still stand by that. I think Greg is going to be the winner. Um, people on Twitter were also saying justice for John, who was the guy who didn't get a rose with Carl at the first rose ceremony. Um, Katie tweeted that people were clapping for him. I thought maybe they were clapping for Katie, but I guess they were clapping for John, which was really cute. Um, and I think that John, you know, could have maybe a redemption arc in paradise. Not that he needs redemption, but like further his narrative in paradise. I wouldn't be shocked. I think they're filming now. There's a lot of rumors about the cast and a lot of, there are claims that people have, you know, paid people to run their social media to make it seem like they are not in paradise when they are. I don't want to speculate too much on it because I don't want to get our hopes up, but I heard a rumor that Becca Kufrin was there, you guys. That would be so crazy. We haven't had many, you know, leads. I don't know if we've ever had a lead go back to paradise. We've had Colton and Nick obviously were on before they were the lead, but that would be so crazy. I hope we see Becca Kufrin in paradise. So yeah, I think I covered most of it with Nick. So I just wanted to get out a few more thoughts that I didn't have a chance to talk about. Um, I'm really liking Katie's season. I think she's doing a great job. Her story about a sexual assault and not giving consent and how important consent is, I thought was, you know, incredibly brave of her to share. She also did a great story in Glamour this week talking about how she didn't, you know, know she was going to say that and go into it necessarily. Um, on the show, she mentioned that she hadn't even told her mom. This is something that happened 10 years ago. And um, in the Glamour story, they asked her, you know, when she did tell her mom, because obviously this was going to air on TV. And she said only two weeks ago, because she wanted confirmation that it was going to be on the show. And, you know, a way to bring that up to her mom, which I think is super important. And, you know, I, I'm just really loving Katie. And I think that anyone who's not watching the season is missing out on on some wild stuff. Like we said, we got drama, we got deep. And Nick Vile, as always, was on hand to give some hot takes, give some behind the scenes scoop and so much more. So here's my chat with Nick. All right, Nick, you are the Ask Nick expert on TikTok, on Instagram, on The Vile Files, and now on Katie's season of The Bachelorette. How how are you feeling after your 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 return to group date hosting? Uh, I, f I feel good. It was it was uh, it's always fun to see old friends. Um, you know the producers. It's a whole you know team of people on that show that um, I haven't seen in a while, and that was good to see. And, and it was certainly fun to uh, be useful uh, to them and. I appreciate the producers, uh, you know, collaborating with me, you know, when they reached out and asked me to, uh, to host the date, um, you know, they asked me if I had any ideas and I, you know, they wanted to, you know, play to my strengths and the things that I've been doing, um, you know, obviously on the podcast. And so I really appreciated that. And we kind of came up with, with this idea and it's a combination of listen. I mean, obviously they're in quarantine, they're, they're stuck in New Mexico. And so they're limited with their options and, you know, personally, I, I, I'd rather um, be a part of a date where um, I was hoping it would add some value rather than just showing up and be like, hey, guys, here's an obstacle course, you know, right. and having me just like stand there with, with a stopwatch. And, 
you know, it's a little different. Personally, I, I think they should do more uh, of this type of stuff. Um, you know, the, the idea was, it was like, hey, and I kind of said to the guys when I kind of gave my whole, you know, speech was, we know that you're going to want to talk to Katie about uh, your strengths, uh, your fears, your past relationships. Uh, I'm, I'm certain that if you have a sad story, you will want to tell Katie. I'm sure you'll want to tell America. But that's just such a, a small part of, of getting to know someone. And, you know, we all have made mistakes. There are things in our past we're not so proud of. And, and it's not necessarily these horrific things. It's, you know, maybe it's just like, hey, you know, this one time, I, you know, I dated this person and I was just really consider inconsiderate of their time. I always shut up late. I was like, you know, maybe it's something like that. And it was really just based off the idea of, can these guys be honest about who they are and, and show uh, self-awareness and uh, uh, self-reflection, show that they can say, hey, I, yeah, I, of course I haven't my best self but also let me tell you what i mean by that because i then i shows my ability to recognize and so that was uh really cool for the producers to uh, you know collaborate with me and it's it's been fun and and obviously i do a lot of that on my podcast with my ass nick episodes and i appreciate people listening uh to things i have to say um and yeah it's it's been a lot of a lot of fun the two things I thought of when this date was airing was one, Nick was definitely involved in the conception of this date and why it happened. And two was this felt like trying to give them a chance to maybe expose themselves before their ex or whoever decides to try to expose them themselves. Is that fair? 100%. Yeah. Um, again, it's a collaborative effort. So like we, um, we discussed it together, um, and you know, we definitely worked together on, on the creative. It was, certainly wasn't just me. And yeah, when I talked to the guys, I, I definitely, you could say like scared them a little bit in the sense of, I, I do get DMS uh, every season from exes As and I, I. Ignore, <laughs> I, I ignore them, you know, like, because it's mostly nonsense. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but the point is this stuff always comes out, right? And we'll, there's, what a better feeling to have Katie hear it from you. Uh, it's so much better to say, hey, I'm just gonna own who I am. I mean, I still stand by uh, Jed on, on Hannah Brown's season storyline could have gone so much differently had he simply showed up and got caught off guard. I, I genuinely believe that Jed really fell for Hannah Brown. Yeah. But at the moment when he fell for her, he decided to, to lie to himself and lie to producers and lie to Hannah as, as opposed to just, you know, maybe pulling a producer inside and like, I, I, there's going to be this girl. <laughs> I got, I, I don't know what to do. And, and Hannah really liked Jed. So they would have helped try to help him out. Right. And th that, that storyline could have gone so much different had Jed just owned who he was. And, um, sorry, Jeff's Jeff's getting into a little bit of trouble. Um, and so it was just setting that example with the guys. I, and I just kept stressing like, uh, and I was never going to like say anything, you know, I was never going to out them, but I just said, Katie needs to hear it from you. Not me, not anyone else. 
you know, be the man you say you guys are and, and just own whatever it is because, uh, and, and, and it played out the way, you know, I hoped is that, um, these guys had some real fears. I mean, Connor B was uh, the whole time. You can tell I was just like, I oh, mean, he, he was, he was to my right. He was crying the whole time and that blouse that he was wearing. And, and that was rough. Uh, the blouse was rough. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, he, he definitely, he, he, uh, he, he came back strong at the night portion with the all black and mm-hmm. he really made up for it. Uh, and he's a sweet guy, but you know, there's some real fears with honesty, but it's just such a strong lesson that if you just kind of, people just want to know that you'll be honest with them. No mm-hmm. one's ever ask, asking or expecting perfect. And we always make the mistake of sugarcoating things. And I, man, when you're just like, Hey, by the way, like I, I definitely sucked in this moment. And this is what I learned. People are, people are so, they're not only attracted to that. They're just like, they're just so refreshed by that. It, it, it really is a freeing thing. And so it was, uh, it was good, um, that the guys really embraced that and they, they definitely stepped up, uh, you know, Thomas, not so much, but, um, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, they, they did a good job and, um, yeah, it was, it was fun to be a part of. And, um, you know, it's, I appreciate, uh, my audience, uh, giving me an opportunity to to share the things that I've learned in the past. It's always kind of funny, like, you know, especially on my podcast, I'm, I'm very clear to say that I'm not a therapist. I'm just your friend. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel lucky that I've learned a lot through my experiences on the podcast, uh, having a lot of therapists, having uh, professors from Harvard. And I, I feel fortunate to have those people reach out to me and, and let me know that uh, they think I'm doing a good job and they stand by the stuff I say. But at the same time, I'm just someone's friend. You know, I'm just here to learn through my own faults. And there's no advice that I've ever given uh, that hasn't been something I've learned on my own through my own mistakes and my own uh, you know, life experiences. Was it, obviously we don't see everything, but was, were you asking questions or were these guys just like spilling? Because I was kind of shocked that it didn't take more pulling stuff out of them. Did they all just start talking on the way it looked like, or was it a little bit more of inquiring? Yeah. You know, it's, it's always funny because you never really know how those dates are going to go. So, uh, we had a a concept and idea of, uh, of the date and so, you know, obviously with editing, so what really happened is, you know, the guys came in, I, they sat down kind of like what the heck's going on. And I probably talked for a good 10 minutes of kind of laying this vibe. This is what we're going to do today. I want you to think about it. I want, you know, a lot of slow pauses, uh, a lot of eye contact with all of them. And, Freaking them out you know, and then, then, you know, you have to do the ITM. So there's like a 45 minute break of the guys like, you know, so they have an opportunity to think about what they want to say. You know, originally, I think the idea was I, they might have me kind of ask Nick them, you know, like try mm-hmm. to pull, you know, like, because, you know, one thing I've gotten good at with my audience is kind of listening to what my audience, you know, someone will call me with a problem or a question and there's the things that they say and then I can really hear, you know, I cannot hear the lies we tell ourselves. And so, <laughs> but it sounds like these guys, the good, good for them, the guys really embraced it, right? So uh, when we started, it was like, Hey, I think these guys are, you know, going to really come, you know, with, with some honesty. So, and for the sake of time, I didn't really need to, uh, really dig deep. I mean, certainly with some guys I kind of wanted to, but there was such a limited amount of time, you know, I, I definitely would have wanted to like ask <laughs> Thomas, but you know what? It's good that it didn't because it allowed Katie to do that. She didn't, you know, she, they didn't need me to do that because it allowed Katie to, and that's, you know, it was more important for Katie to ask those questions. Hey, you mentioned red flags. 
tell me about them. And that was such a, I mean, what a perfect question for Katie to ask. And I think that was really revealing just because, you know, I didn't have a problem with anything Thomas said in the, the therapy session. Of course he thought about being the bachelor. Of course he went on a date. Every, like all those guys been on dates before, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's no, there's nothing wrong with that because quite honestly, most of those guys two or three weeks uh, prior to showing up, don't even have a guarantee they're going to be on the show. You know, right. it's, it's such crap that, you know, it's like they're supposed to somehow like six months, you know, be prior to on the show. Katie. Yeah. Be pining for Katie, <laughs> like have a wall, of, of, like a, a shrine of her and be celibate. Like as some, like that's just silly. Right. So I had no problem with the things that Thomas said. It was all his like, just platitudes and affirmations. He, he talked about like love, like he just like read a book and it was just like, you don't, you know, you're not connecting with her. You're not talking with Katie. You're not asking her questions. You're just telling Katie what you think the relationship would be. And listen, you're a great looking guy. And I have no doubt that has worked for you for most of your life. But like, mm -hmm. you know, nah. And the random, like, it was more so in their intimate conversation when he was like talking about love and saying all these cliches. Then he was trying to figure out where she wanted to live. But I also was, I was almost concerned because it almost felt like Katie was kind of falling for it a little bit. Like she seems into him and I'm shocked oh, yeah. because with yeah. everybody else, she's been very like tough. And I'm like, Oh boy, she might, she might like him. We have a problem here. Um, yeah, I know it was pretty clear. She was into him um, before I left because, you know, I showed up, I talked to Katie briefly. I did the thing with the date and I, I left. So I wasn't around to like hang out with Katie or whatever. But uh, in our downtime, I just said to her, you need to start paying attention to what the guys are saying. You know, you need to listen to their words and then you have to ask questions. And I, I, um, I kind of maybe, you know, mentioned Thomas's name as someone to just pay attention to. And I didn't want her to like, I didn't want to like tell her what I thought. Um, I just said, just listen. Um, and, um, you know, we'll, I, I, I think that might've had an effect on some of her questions and we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, listen, in, in fairness to Thomas, it is a, like it's not a bad guy. It's just a difficult situation and there's a lot of yeah. pressure and you want to say the right thing. So no fault to him that way in that regard. But as far as Katie is concerned, it was important for her to, to check these guys because I mean, all the TV and all the, all those aspects, when you are the lead, there is a real sincere fear and pressure for your actual life. And you're not thinking about the show because when the show wraps, you're like, I'm engaged or like I'm in a relationship and the show like goes on and starts casting for another season. And you're like committed to this person yeah. and you want it to be like something you want it to be real. And, and, uh, and, and so that was kind of the hopes and the goal of the date to try to fast forward all these conversations. Like a lot of people would say, Oh, like, why didn't, why didn't these conversations happen alone with Katie? Listen, I'm sure they will. The, you know, these are just one conversations. Now Katie can ask some very pointed questions with these guys that she's interested in. Now she can really drive these relationships forward. And, and, and it might reveal like guys that like say Thomas, for example, like she could be super into him and like, well, I'll just have him go on a one-on-one -on -one week five. And I know I like him, right. you know, and, and this might change the trajectory because he kind of revealed himself and it made Katie ask more questions. And, you know, I, you know, having been in Katie's position, I think those are some of the moments um, that you, you kind of wish you could have earlier just because it's such a crazy world. There's so many things Katie is responsible in doing, including like 
working and being the lead of the show, there is a job element to it. And then like, oh, by the way, I have this personal life thing I have to worry about too. Bachelor Nation, you know JoJo from ABC's Bachelorette and CNBC's Cash Pad. Now she's teaming up with DSW to share her favorite shoes of the summer. Weddings, vacations, and plans with friends are officially a thing again, which means it's time to give your closet a refresh. And you know, start wearing things that aren't sweatpants. From white sneakers that look good with everything to on-trend sandals and platforms that pair perfectly with sundresses, there's something for every style and for everything on your calendar. Head to DSW.com to shop all of JoJo's picks. This episode, maybe for the first time ever, or we just saw it at least, the guy is kind of not telling Katie what to do, but, you know, making their opinions very clear in like a group setting versus always just taking them aside one-on-one. I thought it was kind of, I kind of liked it when it happened with Carl, but, and even though I don't like Thomas, I just feel like as the episode kept going on, I was like, I hope they know that they don't get to make the decisions. Like, this is Katie's job. This is Katie's show. Yes, there was a definite... Like if it weren't Carl, Carl being so unlikable. He's so annoying. Uh, and, and even like I said this on my podcast, you know, I, I'm very, like, I always want to be very careful talking about these guys as, as if I know who they are in, in life. There are edited yeah. aspects of this show. Context is often lost, et cetera, et cetera. But if Carl, in fact, you know, said it, what he said to Katie, which is, Hey, by the way, there's these things you should be afraid of. I'm not going to tell you. I really have no evidence of it. Like that is a very toxic thing to say to someone you're yeah. dating and trying to, is a way to build trust to like tell lies. That's a really, and it's a common thing. And so that made him so unlikable, but in the same time, yes. Like what, what would happen if Carl, let's say that conversation didn't happen with Carl. Let's say Carl like saw some shit go down and he told Katie, and you can call him a narc or whatever. And maybe Katie, you know, had like a, like, he's like, I don't know. I just like Carl and it's early. I want to get to know him. And then all the guys say, Hey, by the way, we think he sucks. You should send him home. That yeah. really puts Katie on blast in terms of, well, if, what if I wanted to keep him? Like, I mean, you know, Carl's like my third or fourth favorite, but I don't want to upset, you know, my two favorites. And yeah. So yeah, it's a very fine line between, you know, the guys banding together and, or, and, and, and almost kind of passive aggressively suggesting that Katie's incapable of figuring these things out on her own. Yeah. And um, either way, it made for good TV. But yeah, it was a very interesting kind of element uh, to, to all that. I mean, in that in the house, you know, you 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 spent time with two different casts of that sh- of the show, and you came, made real friends in real life. But you know, when you're on there. Are you guys like sitting around talking about who would, if you'd want to be the bachelor? Like just in general, like I would, if I was on that show, I'd be like, would any of you guys do it? Not to throw them under the bus, but because you're sitting there and you're on this freaking show and you have to talk about stuff. Like, I just feel like that would come up also in general. Yeah. I mean, no, no one talks about it out of fear of what happened. Being tattled. Okay. Yeah. It's, it is bullshit, right? Every yeah. guy's thought about it. I think realistically, I don't know how it was before. Um, but, um, you know, like in the past, I think people genuinely, again, came from the experience of social media has changed it. Right. Uh, you know, when I went on the first show, you know, you certainly, what it always happens, like, well, your friends are like, first they're excited you're on the show. Right. And then your friends are like, well, whoa, oh my God. Like you, you imagine you could be even be the next bachelor. And I honestly think everyone's sincere reaction to that. And it was for me, was like, no, like that's never going to happen. Like, 
Yeah. Like, I'm just, no, like that's, that's crazy. Right. And that was my sincere thought too. And I remember, I remember when Andy broke up with me and I'm in Dominican Republic and I, I just was like, you know, I was just a, a mess. Right. And like the world just kind of like came back to life. But I had a thought of like, you know, and I'm down in my dumps and I was like, I mean, wow, it's top two. Like, it's I, a good story. I wonder, I wonder if I have a shot of being the bat. You know, like, of course you think about that stuff. And so it's, it's just one of those silly things that the show has used, will continue to use that, quite frankly, seems to work on, on Bachelor Nation in terms of uh, a triggering thing to question someone. But yeah. it is one of those weird things too, right? Because when the show's limited with such time, it's like, how do they tell the story that happened? Well, they have to edit, they have to, you know, add soundtracks, they have to kind of take some liberties for the sake of time. And while I, again, I don't have problems with anything Thomas said, I do think they captured their spirit of Thomas. And that is a guy who's really just kind of, for whatever reason, maybe he's a bad guy or maybe he's just too nervous, is kind of full of shit. Yeah. You know, and so much and BS I, coming out of his mouth. And I think they accurately captured that. And again, I don't think Thomas is a bad guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. I hope he's on paradise. I think, you know, he will really mix it up there. But I think they accurately uh, captured, you know, what was going on in the house with, with Thomas. I wanted to ask you about Aaron because he's the common denominator also, in my opinion. He's been involved. He's got a lot of screen time talking about other people. I don't think he's necessarily a bad person either, but I just, I don't know. There's something about him that it's, he's annoying me. I would prefer Justin uh, to be our narrator. He's a strapping, good looking guy. He, he was very nice. Uh, I kind of joked on my podcast. I mean, again, all the guys stepped up on the date and it's a difficult position I put them in. But some of them, and that's why you kind of, you know, when you kind of just got everyone's tail end of their story, in the most long-winded way, with, with, with kind of like tears trying to come out of their eyes, they were just being like, I'm kind of a fuckboy, you know? Yeah. And it was yeah. just fine, right? They, you know, like a lot of guys have had a moment where there's like, ah, oh, yeah, yes, that was kind of a, maybe, maybe a yeah. douchier moment that I've had. And um, I, listen, I, as far as the show, I appreciate you good TV. The show needs that. The show needs the, the people chirping, uh, the, you, you know, it gets annoying sometimes, but yeah, Thomas, I mean, Aaron's involved in the drama and Cody, uh, I mean, he jumped on Carl first. He narked on Cody and <laughs> yeah. then, and then Carl comes in and, and, and Aaron's like, why the fuck are you talking about us, bro? And I'm like, you, you know, yeah, and, true. uh, he's, uh, but now he's leading the Thomas charge. Yeah. Good. Good for him. I mean, it's, he's, <laughs> He is certainly petty. Uh, clearly, there's some insecurities that Aaron has. Uh, I, I think if you are uh, uh, a, a confident Greg, you, you kind of maybe sit aside. And I don't, you know, like, listen, I've, I've been involved in my fair share of drama, and I like to think of myself as a confident guy. There's, there's moments, you know, there's, you know, if, if it was like one thing where Aaron's like, hey, man, I don't know what to say. Like, this guy sucks. And I, I, I don't want to, but like, he, but it's like, it's, we're in week three and he's been in three different skirmishes. Yeah. So, you know, clearly Aaron is his, his playbook is, you know, uh, kill or be killed, you know, kind of thing. And, um, it's good TV. You mentioned Greg. I've been convinced that he's going to win from day one. I, and that little moment they snuck in there of him comforting her during that Same. first row ceremony. I think he's yeah. got it in the bag. 
Uh, yeah, it's a good bet. Uh, it kind of reminded me on Andy's season when uh, uh, I got, you know, I got the first impression rose. I didn't get the first date. I got the third one. And then, um, you know, when Eric and Andy, uh, rest in peace, Eric, uh, when he left, you know, I was the one to comfort Andy. Mm. Um, and the good news for Greg, they seem to be getting their, their drama and their villainous behavior him. without him. Uh, you didn't have that it, much luck. I, I did not have that much luck. Um, and, um, and so I, yeah, I think, uh, Greg is clearly the front runner, although Michael really, wow, mm. stepped up. Um, and I do think, you know, if things are going to change with Blake showing up next week, um, well, but I, I mean, if, if you made me pick, I'm going to say Greg takes it home. Okay. Um, Unless, unless, I mean, there's always, you know, I think Katie even confirmed that they wrapped early, you know, mm -hmm. so who knows? I mean, it, you know, does Katie end in an engagement? Uh, but I do think Greg is the front runner. The Blake of it all. I mean, I'm sure someone's asked you this already, but as someone who has, you know, shown up a little late on a season, good idea, bad idea, predictions. I, I, mean, I think it's a great idea. Um, well, I mean, well, for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, what, who, you know, the show... I has gotten better, but, um, and maybe it's because of social media and the, the kind of the staying power and the star power some of their alumni have had, but the show hasn't necessarily done a great job of, of rewarding people for coming back on. Not that they should be rewarded, but usually it's quite the opposite. They usually penalize people for, for showing back up. Uh, obviously had their last season was a disaster. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, with me, I obviously had like some success in the sense that I stayed and, and Caitlin and I had a, a connection. I think it's great TV. Um, I, you know, Blake is going to get crap, obviously, for someone who fell in love with Claire for, without validation, fell in love with Tasha without validation. So when he's, I'm in love with Katie, you're, you know, it's fair to question I don't question that he believes what he says. I, you just kind of question like, do you just kind of love hard, bro? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the backstory. It sounds like there was some dialogue between Caitlin, uh, Katie and, and Blake. I don't think it was to the degree that it was with Caitlin and I, when it yeah. was like uh, a, 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 a pretty intense, you know, two months of, of dialogue, but, uh, I do think Blake will go far. I, I do think they, um, they, they focused a decent amount, uh, of, on Blake in the season preview. Right. And, you know, Blake is interesting as he was on the two seasons. He wasn't necessarily a star. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, he wasn't like this huge character. He was a character for sure. So that tells me he's going to be around and, um, yeah, and I think it's great. I, I'm I'm rooting for Blake. I hope uh, I think he'll do well. I I think um, he'll shake it up. He'll have. I'll be interesting to see how the guys respond to him. Um, and uh, I'm I think sure it'll, it'll go go well with them. So they're always so happy to see late arrivals. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be like the people. Aaron. I mean, Aaron's gonna. Oh my God. He, <laughs> I think that's already pretty predictable. Um, but like the, the, like the Greg's of it all, right? Because it was, what was interesting about me showing up for Caitlin's season is just how much Sean hated me. And Sean was a clear, like Sean was, if I didn't show up, I mean, it would have been like, it was just. The season was over. Season was over, right? And, and then, um, 
And that made it interesting because Sean was very much the front runner and Sean just hated me. But like, you know, will Greg hate Blake, right? Right. Will Michael hate Blake? Will uh, Connor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Connor, you know, and I just, I don't see those guys being like Sean. And so I wonder how that will like, and I just, you know, Aaron, handsome, good looking guy. I don't see a connection between him and Katie. No. Um, so will the guys that Katie's into have an issue with Blake? I think is the big question. And I, I, I'm, I, I have a hard time believing it, but we'll see, you know, anything's possible. You, they, uh, if there is a, a little spark of irritation, I, I promise you they'll find a way to throw gasoline on it. Um, Very fair. So we'll see. Um, Selling Sunset Queen, Chriselle, on your podcast this week, I started listening to it, and you said that Katie told you Blake was there. Yeah, so when I showed up, Blake was on the compound. Uh, he was quarantining, likely. He, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think Katie had met him i i don't know for sure she had told me about it and it was filmed they didn't use it but it was filmed um you know let's listen to the show there's so many moving pieces like um you know it is like and then with the stuff that happened you know the stuff that came out on the date with thomas obviously katie's story you know you want to yeah. give that it's rightful air and oxygen and and it's space for you know uh, Katie to be heard. And I think that was really brave of her. So it doesn't shock me with all that going on that, you know, we'll see Blake in next episode. Um, and yeah, like, you know, when I was on Caitlin's season, um, there from the time I, you know, first said hi to Caitlin to the time the guys met me, it was like two days mm. in, in, in real time. So you just got to find the right time to you know, introduce Blake to America and the guys and have it make sense while also allowing some of these other storylines to play out. You mentioned Katie's story, obviously. She's been such an amazing bachelorette and I can eat my words because I didn't get why they picked her, to be honest. But I feel like you are the one who always says that the producers know what they're doing. So when we get upset about a decision to just wait it out, because I have been so impressed with her in these three episodes and I like her so much more than I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Katie, I... I'm pretty sure she's been a fan of the show for a long time. So, and she's a smart woman. Uh, she showed on Matt James this season that she's uh, willing to speak up, uh, even if it's necessarily against the house. You know, what's really interesting about Katie is it didn't seem like she was particularly close to some of the other, you know, stars of Matt season or some of the mm -hmm. other front runners. And it, that did not stop her from being a fan favorite and being likable, which is usually not the case. Um, and I think that same, uh, you know, progressiveness, open-mindedness, uh, 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 bravery of speaking up and, and just challenging the guys, uh, it is fun to watch, right? You, it's just not, it's not fun to, you know, not watch someone hold people accountable. Do I wish? it would be more equitable between the bachelor and bachelorette, right? Like I get a little annoyed that like, I, I don't particularly like it when the bachelorettes and it happens every season yells at the group of men, you know, mm -hmm. like, like if the bachelor that'd be like, Oh my, you know, and I don't want the bachelor to be able to yell at women. I just like, they're not their parent, but yeah. I do like it when Katie is standing up for herself. I loved it when Katie, you know, asked Thomas like in a very nice in conversational way like hey thanks for saying you had red flags 
Now's a great time to like be specific about what those are. And then when he gave her fluff, she checked them. And like, that's the stuff I like to see. I loved Katie showing that self-awareness. And even though it's, she still seems like she's under Thomas's spell, like she's kind of starting to like, you know, see it for herself. And I think those are the things we like to see because I think, you know, it's just all about being relatable. It's all about watching something on TV and, and saying, I've been in that situation. I either got it wrong or I got it right, but uh, here's how I love that she did that. Or, or oh, I, I, I made that same mistake and here's why I know it's a mistake and things like that. Well, I know you have to go and people can hear all of your thoughts on Vile Files as always and ask Nick. Is, my last question for you is just, does anyone ever ask you something that you don't know what the hell to say? Because I feel like you give advice 24 freaking seven these days. Uh, people ask, well, why I'm good at giving advice. And I don't like, I don't claim to be anything. I'm not, you know, I don't claim to be a, a therapist and I don't, cl I don't, I don't try to give any type of textbook answers. Right. A lot of it is just, we lie to ourselves and I'm just good at listening to the lies. So, um, I, all I'm trying to do is help people kind of see the, their truth and help them process the thing they're struggling process. So I always have some sort of answer, but I'm also not afraid to acknowledge are the things I don't know. And I think that's, that's helped me along the way. Perfect. Well, everybody I'm sure listens already, but if they don't, you have episodes come out several times a week. You're answering questions. You're covering the batch, right? You're talking to A-listers. You're doing it all. Well, I always, uh, it's always fun talking to you, Sarah. Thanks for your time. And I look forward to doing it in the future. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.